Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChampaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Is this one of the moments where we're on? And I don't know. We're on. It is. It is one of those moments. Of co- of course, it is. Hello, welcome to the interview match preview. Usual shambles. What was that noise? As well, I'm here to preview Crystal Palace v Aston Villa with my good friend Omar. Omar, how are you? Good man. Yeah. Um, technology yeah. troubles as always. <laughs> but yeah, See, I mean, good, this is what we absolutely thrive on. This is this is what it's all about, yeah. Omar. Yeah. This I mean, is this why part, people tune in, isn't it? on time as always as well i mean if we can't get the simple thing like an intro right i absolutely dread to think what's going to happen with this next bit we are going to have a little segment from our sponsors bet mate so i have joined the saturday 3 p.m pot this week basically i'm going to pick a seven aside team based around all the three o'clock kickoffs i mean is this is this working am i on the screen i'm hoping the producer is going to give me a thumbs up because i actually haven't got the right screen up here we go we're in so i'm going to pick my team now so my goalkeeper I go with Dean Henderson. Why not? Saved a penalty last week. I go Nico Williams as well because I thought he looked very good going forward for Nottingham Forest. Next up, do I put a Villa defender in? Mm, I don't know. I'm not sure that we'll keep a clean sheet. To be perfectly honest, I instead will. Oh, you know what? I'm going to give Luca Dean another chance. He's been in my team every week so far, and he's in my fantasy football team and done absolutely nothing for me. So I'm going to give him another chance. Next up, I'm going to put Josh De Silver in because he scored a couple of goals already. And then I'm going to go Madison as well because I like James Madison, the simple reason. Up front, Ollie Watkins is going to score at the weekend, so I'm going to pick him. And I'm going to partner him with his former Brentford teammate, Ivan Toner. No, no, not former Brentford teammates, are they? Ivan Toner replaced Ollie Watkins, but they both played for Brentford at some point in their careers. Now, substitutes. This is where I'm going to come a cropper because I don't know who I've put in and who I haven't. So I'm going to go Rodak, 
for Fulham. I will then go. What do we do here? What do I do? Go Bella Kotchap because he had a good shot from long range last week. Again, a sound reason to put someone into Jeff Schlupp because <laughs> he scored against Villa last season as well. I really would like Zahar in my team. I forgot about Zahar, but we'll leave him on for the, on the bench for now. There's every chance that I will change that team at some point. But that's the team I'm going with to begin with. Definitely don't want Josh De Silva as captain, so we will put Madison as captain. Done. And then we'll go Ollie Watkins as our vice captain done and that's the bet mate team so if you want to join this pot see if you can beat me you probably will beat me because i think most people have beaten me so far playing this game then that you go and join the, the saturday 3 p.m pot and you could win your share of 600 pounds and you get spread out between everyone that's in the league so yeah the more people that are in the league actually it's worse if more people go in the league isn't it because you've got you've got less chance of winning some money but yeah £3 entry fee, guaranteed £600 payout. See if you can beat your mates and beat myself. Use that code that's on the screen there. I'm not going to read it, but you can see it on the screen. And now we are ready to preview Crystal Palace v Aston Villa, Omar and Villa off the back of a win. I, fan mm. I Do I fancy us? We went there last season and won Crystal Palace. Actually, one of my favourite away days that there was last season. Do you fancy us? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Um, I think, well, we haven't got a great record in London, do we, in general, generally speaking. But I think the, against Palace, we've done okay. Obviously, I remember when Benteke scored all those years ago. Um, <clears throat> was it Tim Sherwood at the time? Or Lambert? It might have been Lambert, I think. Um, we won 1-0. And then last last year, yeah, we did. We, I think it was probably one of our better performances. Um, I think Gerard, Gerard was in by then, wasn't he? He was, yeah. And I, I, yeah, it was a sort of a... From start to finish, apart from the goal we considered at the end, I thought it was a really good performance. And we need something similar this uh, this year against Palace. Obviously, a great great side, doing really well under Vieira. Um, come on, leaps and bounds since uh, Vieira's been there. Obviously, had a lot of turnovers of players as well. Loads of players left on freeze, um, expiring contracts, transfers away, and they've sort of rebuilt that side. Uh, and it's quite a young side, pacey side. Did well against Liverpool. So, yeah, it's going to be tough. No, no doubt about that, but... I think we're going to have to employ a sort of a similar tactic to last year and uh, hope that's enough. We, I mean, we're obviously back off a, on the back of a win as well, so hopefully confidence is high. Um, it be interesting to see how, how he adapts the lineup or tactics for, for that game on Saturday. Uh, how are you feeling about it? Right, I think. Um, I will say, uh, last year, you know, when we've talked about many times about the outside central midfielders playing as a fullback. I did think that that worked really well last season with McGinn cutting off Zahar, who played on the left that day. McGinn did a really good job on Wilfred Zahar that day at Selhurst Park and, and kept him quiet. I thought Zahar came in with a very intelligent performance against Liverpool and good tactics from Patrick Vieira as well, because basically what he did was he was playing as the, as the lone front man. But when Liverpool, had the, when Liverpool had the ball, he basically just cut off the pass to Van Dijk, made sure that was never an option, let Nat Phillips have the ball, and that kind of played into Crystal Palace's hands really. Mm. And then as soon as um, Palace got the ball, he completely changed what he was doing and he pinned himself on Nat Phillips and then that's where the goal came from for Crystal Palace. I thought Wilfred Zahar was excellent against Liverpool. He's always full of confidence anyway, but he's he's obviously their biggest threat. But there's no reason why we can't go there and get a result. We, we've got a little bit of a momentum now having having got our first win of the season. Hopefully there's a little bit of a feel-good creeping back in after, after getting three points. Crystal Palace mm. have got you know, Sellers Park, it fit. I don't think their home record actually is the best, but it always feels like it's a difficult place to go. It's definitely, they've got the best home fans in the Premier League for me. 
I think they always create a good atmosphere. They always stay with the team and get behind the team, whatever's happening. But, you know, we put in, put in a decent display last week. I thought Ollie Watkins was really good. I think he can potentially cause Crystal Palace problems. And I think Emi Buendia will probably be in from the start. And I'd fancy him to have a good game as well, Omar. Who, who do you reckon he'll come in for then? Because um, obviously Coutinho was... You reckon it will be? Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. Coutinho for me, I think he's got to play at home uh, more than away. Uh, I don't know if you can do that. I don't know if that's... Gerard's, uh, you know, other man- some managers do like to sort of switch the team up depending on the opposition and where they're playing, etc. But I don't know if Gerard's more traditional in the sense that if you're playing well, you you start regardless of who you're playing against. But I would like to see, uh, I would like to see someone like Buendia like play against teams like Crystal Palace, Bournemouth away. You know, these more difficult games where you need someone who's busy, who's able to pressurise teams and and create something out of nothing. Whereas I think I hope Coutinho, where we can have more of the ball. He can sort of find those pockets of spaces, and, and you know, I know you've said it quite a few times. As long as we have someone in midfield who can find him quickly, then I think he'll do better there. And I think this kind of game definitely cried out for a Bundia type rather than a uh, Coutinho type. So I, I, I'd be exactly the same, same change. I, apart from that, I, I think Watkins, Watkins, uh, <laughs> Watkins and Ings work well together. Uh, I think we said it last year, didn't we? From everyone being concerned about how they're going to play together, I think some of our best performances and probably all of our best performances in the Gerard have come when they've both played together. Um, and, and as we saw last week, yeah, they both work well together. And I think they do genuinely have a good friendship off the pitch as well, which helps. So, again, I'd like to see them. I think they, I think they want to make it work. I think that's what yeah, it yeah. I think they, they've got, they realise it probably hasn't gone as they would have expected it. And I think they actually make effort to try and make it work. Both good guys are around the place trying. You can see when one of them scores, the other one's always nearly the, the first one on, on, on the scene, I've noticed. Yeah. So I think they try and make it work more than anything. But I've completely changed my mind with what, what I said. I was thinking while you were talking, I think he'll play one up front. I actually think Coutinho will get one more chance, but it'll be Coutinho and Buendia playing off Watkins. If you think that Selhurst Park as well is quite a tight pitch, maybe yeah, it's an idea to play two. It's a difficult one, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah. He's, he's he's a hard he played two up front against the back three. Didn't they? He, yeah. he played. Yeah. He played two up front because it was against a back three. Crystal Palace played with a back three, I think, against Liverpool on Monday, but they won't do that yeah. against us. So yeah. I've completely changed my mind. I think it'll be Coutinho <laughs> and Buendia playing off Watkins. Yeah, I'll be. I, I actually will be interested to see how Crystal Palace play because they obviously came with a game plan and it worked to some extent against Liverpool with with the five at the back. Um, and it was basically five four one, wasn't it? That's basically what they were doing. And Eze was the oh, sorry, Zaha was the release ball, and uh, Eze was the one they were trying to get on the ball as quickly as possible to sort of create something and and it worked well and I, I, the onus will be on them at home against us so whether they play five at the back I'm not too sure um, and how they play the personnel they had Jordan Ayew playing right wing who's he's more of a defensive right winger I would say um, whether they bring on uh, whether they play Aless or or uh, what's the Ebu as well who's the young younger player who's quite, quite a tricky player I, I imagine he'll he'll come off from the bench but yeah, I'll, I'll see. I see how they line up. I'd be surprised if Ings gets gets dropped after scoring and putting in a good shift, and and generally playing well. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe then I'm I'm sort of backtracking my point around you know playing horses for course. No, we can't so. make up our mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I, I think I think he will. Will I think he'll make one change in Bundy of Coutinho, but it's, it'd be surprising if he drops Coutinho because he hardly ever. He's only ever dropped Coutinho once, and that was to rest him, wasn't it? Against uh, Burn, was it Burnley? I think it was last year. Burnley away, yeah. Um, so yeah, Burnley away. So whether he does that this year, I, whether he does it this time, I'm not too sure. But I thought Coutinho worked hard. Uh, I just think I just think things didn't come up for him. Um, it wasn't like he wasn't putting shit. Sometimes in, he's but, the why. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, we'll, I guess we'll see. It's weird. Their midfield was like Jeffrey Schlupp is like a bit like uh, um, Iwobi, Everton, and Joe Linton. You know, these sort of former wingers playing in midfield and, and doing a fairly good job. It's a bit, of, a bit of a weird one, isn't it? But you know what, Schlupp, and this is why I give Patrick Vieira immense credit. He has improved people that were already there at Crystal Palace, and I think that's a, a massive thing to point out. Even like James MacArthur mm. when he was playing last season, he was a far better footballer than he'd ever been under Roy Hodgson. Now, obviously, Patrick Vieira plays a more expansive brand of football, but I think Schlupp actually been one of the real success stories for, for Patrick Vieira in, in the Crystal Palace midfield, and I think they're actually a better team when he plays. He, he provides good energy. He's quite tricky in a weird way. That's a terrible description. You wouldn't know that I talk about football for a job. That's a terrible description there, but do, do you know what I mean? Like he's not skillful. Yeah, yeah. But he gets no, no, around. No. He gets around the pitch well with them without the ball. He's, he's, he's yeah. I, I actually quite yeah. like and, 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 Jeff Schlupp. And he's you know he's powerful as well. You know, Obi, Joe Linton, Schlupp. They're all they're all powerful players, and I think you need that in midfield. And you can you can win a midfield battle. Thanks. Obviously, the the top the top teams have you know the likes of Rodri or Bernardo Silva or. Uh, Tiago or players like that, you know, they're, they're, that are maybe not as a bit more diminutive in their stature, but they can, you know, they're just excellent footballers, so they can, they can, they can do a job without having to worry about how big they are. But I think, generally speaking, for everyone outside the top six or top four, you need to have a bit of presence in midfield, and I think that's what these these players have done. Obviously, they got Decore as well, who we were linked with, um, yeah. who I know Neil absolutely loves. And again, he's looked like a good signing. He's come in and bedded yeah, in. He loves every obscure footballer there's ever been. Yeah, true, true, true. Yeah, I know. He, he knew he knew all the stats of Kaletika and uh, <laughs> I was like straight away when the were like, I was like, Neil, can you help me out? Who's is he any good? <laughs> he's like, yeah, I've seen him play yeah. loads. <laughs> I, like, I don't know how he finds the time, let's, but fair play to him. <laughs> let's talk about centre back a little bit. I, the, the word on the street I'm hearing today is that Villa are looking at a backup centre-back to come in and provide competition. I presume Tyra Mings is going, to, is going to play again. I would assume that's going to happen. Who do you think will yeah. be playing next to him? First, what do you think Steven Gerrard will do? And then second, what would you do? Um, I think he may try Konza because I think Konza is better against pace. Yeah. Um, uh, especially you know, Eze, Zaha, AU. You know, we just talked about the pace they've got in their team. Um I personally would go for Chambers because I think um, the game plan I would try and employ is let Crystal Palace have the ball. Is you know they, they Crystal Palace do where they do well is where they have pockets of space to to exploit. Um, and as, as you saw against Liverpool, and I think if we let them have the ball, they don't necessarily have ball players in their in their midfield apart from Eze. So for that reason, I imagine we'll probably play a bit deeper, and I think that's why Chambers probably be better. Rather than Konza, I think if we're playing a higher line. Konza's great, better against pace, and he can sort of nullify that threat. But I think if we're playing a bit deeper and letting them have the ball and trying to exploit their them on the transition on the on the break, then I think Chambers is probably a better defender in that in that kind of in that kind of formation or that kind of style. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's a weird one with Konza Mings because obviously the the season, the back end of the season, we nearly went down, and going into the next season, they were a very accomplished partnership. But then last season, mm. I just never felt fully comfortable with, with them two as a two and I thought Mings looked a lot better when he was playing playing next to Chambers but I do think it'll be Concer that starts I yeah, think, I I think it'll be back it's back to Concer and Mings I think Concer's mm, a weird one isn't he he was two years ago he was one of the best defenders in the league no doubt about it he was getting praise on Sky Sports he was everyone was like uh, when Mings got called up to the England squad they were like how is Concer not in the squad you know because Concer was at the time performing at a much higher level 
and he's got all the attributes but you know that was when there was something to do with fans i don't know but i think i think a lot of it is to do with physicality i think he where he struggled is where he's got bullied in games where he's been up against someone someone who's, who's been a bit of a physical presence and i think that that's where he struggled i think when he comes up against players who are quick and nimble uh, and and uh, maybe are looking for a bit more, you know, ball to feet. Then I think Cons is great on on, on a one to one battle. Cons is brilliant. You know, he hardly ever gets dribbled dribble past. Um, but I think part of it is physicality. Part of it is probably confidence as well because he hasn't he hasn't played well. He's in and out the side, um, and he's a kind of player probably does need to run a games, especially a centre back. I think any centre back needs to run a games. Uh, whereas I think someone like Buendia Coutinho, they they can sort of switch quite easily because you know they can come and change your game from that sort of you know that, that final third position whereas i think at center back you need to have consistent games and get form a partnership with your, your back four and your keeper and i think if that's not happening then it's, it's part of the problem definitely but i love i mean konza mings cash konza mings luca dean you know that that is a that, that on paper should be a really good back four and should be more than good enough for the rest of the season really but I think the fact that we obviously signed Carlos as well is another thing in terms of confidence. You know, it's not a great signal to Mings, Konza and Chambers that, that in terms of their belief in them. And I, th- I think it's warranted, of course, but obviously that may p- play part of it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I mean, Lewis Price is saying in the comments that John Terry left and Konza's standards dropped significantly. That's not a, a reasonable point. I, I would say mm. did they, those two things did coincide. What I'm thinking about is, is the manager change more so than John Terry leaving. I think, you know, see, this, we finished 11th, didn't we? That, that's, that season, the season we beat Liverpool 7-2. And in the main, we, we defended very well the first half of that season, but it was very narrow. Full-backs close to you. When we defended, Villa defended their 18-yard box as a narrow back four. Full-backs didn't yeah. quite have as much licence to get forward. Now, under Steven yeah. Gerrard, the full-backs are a massive part of that. So there's a lot of the time where the full-backs aren't on the scene. They're not going to be in that defensive four and you're not you're not going to be able to defend in that same way and i think he struggled with that that's my that's my opinion i could be wrong with what i'm saying yeah, yeah. the style in which yeah. dean that dean that dean smith side when concert was at his best the style in which that dean smith team defended suited esri concert i'm not sure the way we play now suits him if that makes sense yeah and no, i think it's a really it's a really valid point um and i think it's, uh, ryan faulkner is another Listeners, uh, who's a uh, viewer, sorry, who's um, made a comment around the, the fullbacks, and I think that is, is a key point. I think, um, for this match as well, in terms of how we play, I thought, I thought Matty Cash in particular against Everton played a lot deeper than he normally does. I don't know what he thought. Luca Dean was bombing forward more often than not, and you know, we tried to find that diagonal for him and, and failed a couple of times. But I thought Matty Cash was a bit more reserved in defense, and I wonder whether we'll, we'll do the same thing this, this game or whether we'll, they'll both be sort of sitting back and, and sort of waiting for the counter. but yeah obviously there's no cover there is there and and also i think we the, the other point uh, i guess missed as well we played with two in midfield as well for a lot of that season where he was great you know we had mcginn and dougie louise playing as a two so that offers a bit oh, more protection for for the fullbacks yeah so if he did if matty cash did go forward then if konza was sort of one-on-one or, or was exposed a little bit then he had one of the midfielders there to help him out as well which obviously now we don't because kamara tends to be the lone lone man there now or before then, Canberra and Louise as well. So maybe that's part of it. I, th- I think confidence is a big thing, though. I definitely think confidence is a big thing. I think once you have a bad run of games or a bad couple of games and you're out the side, then rebuilding that confidence is a difficult thing. And that, that's where the man management comes in, isn't it? What Gerard and his coaching staff are doing off the pitch, what they're trying to 
uh, do to get him back in the side. I thought it was a mistake to play him against Bournemouth. You know, the, the fact that he'd been injured, had one preseason game, was so, was quite a bit, of a bit of a surprise that he was actually back fit and ready by the first game of the season, to be honest, and to get him straight in the side when, you know, he hadn't had that much game practice and, and again, was coming off the back of a bad run of form, I thought. I don't know, maybe it was one of those gambles where you think if he plays well, then that rebuilds his confidence. But on on the on hindsight, it was probably a bad decision. But yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. I, I think I, I'm, I'm, I'm confident with either Conter and, and Chambers. They're both on their day should do a job. But we definitely need a, you know, we definitely need a centre-back. And whether they go all out and spend a lot of money or, or get a get a reserve, I, I think, you know, Diego Carlos is 29. It's not going to be a big <laughs> yeah, money signing, I don't think. Yeah, I don't, I don't think. wouldn't I'd, surprise I'd rather, me at all. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, someone like uh, I don't know. Jason Deniar has been linked. Eric Bay maybe. Oh, Rob Holding no. Uh, I think we need someone who's. We, well, Rob Holding wouldn't leave Arsenal. Yeah, he wouldn't. Yeah, Rob Holding. You need four centre halves. Yeah. He's still their fourth centre half. Rob Holding. He's not yeah, going to leave. Yeah. He's not going to leave Arsenal to become a, a third or fourth centre half of Villa. That's, that's just not going to yeah. happen. Well, I think I think that whoever comes in as a as a centre back now has a good chance of staking the claim in the team. So. Um, because obviously Carlos was number one starter, so I think anyone's coming in, you know, I think that Mings has solidified that position and should do. And then you've got well, he's the only left hand side centre back there now. Especially if he looks well, yeah. like Hawes is still going to go, it looks like Hawes is still going to yeah, go to yeah. Watford. So yeah, although he was Mings he was training, wasn't he? Yeah, although Hawes was yeah. training, wasn't he? But uh, yeah, it looks like he's going to go. But I, I would like to see someone experienced who's ready made to just come in on loan. As an option, I think um, I wouldn't like to see us spend big money because I'm, I'm, I'd hope that Diego Carlos is able to get back. I, I know it's going to be difficult with the injury, and it's one of those injuries where it's difficult to come back from. But you know, he's we signed a four-year contract at the end of the day. He's going to be out for six to six to eight months, so doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean his career is finished or anything like that. Especially the way medicine works and physiotherapy works, and he's obviously you can see he's a, he's a specimen of a man. So you'd imagine you know he'd come back. Um, to peak fitness, peak fitness a lot, lot easier than other other people would um, as well. So, yeah, I, I still, I don't know about you, but now I know we're not going to talk about transfers too much. But the, the the rest of the pitch, I still think we need that number eight, and I would still like to see it. And there's still enough quality in that team, but it's it's more of an. We all, I think we just feel like every every window, especially every summer window, we always seem like we're one short of what we need. Um, and this year, we still seem one short. So Centre back. Obviously, put to one side, but I still think we need one more, whether whether it's up front or or midfield. It depends who you talk to. I'm hearing different things today, so I've been sat at the sky most of the day. So you yeah. hear different things that are going on with different teams. Nothing concrete with anyone at, at the moment. I think the centre back's the thing that's, that's definitely on the agenda because that's come as a, an emergency transfer. Essentially, Villa are going to need to get a centre back in. But more of what I hear today may be that there might be one coming in in another position as well, but nothing imminent at all. They're just, just looking as as is. But yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. I still think, for me, I still think we need a number, a number eight in the right way. You've seen Wolves sign Nunes. Obviously, we know why he's gone there. We know what about Wolves' transfer ethos and who's involved in that. I think that's an unbelievable signing for, for them. For us to be able to, it would be nice for us to be able to get in a player like that because he's a, he's good at ball recoveries and a good passer. You know that's a, that's the kind of person you want in your, as a number eight in Villa's midfield. Mm-hmm. But we'll see how he goes. Another two weeks to go of the transfer window. Do you want to give me a prediction then for Crystal Palace v Aston Villa, Omar? Yeah, I think it's going to be one nil Villa. I think it's going to be a tight game, and I uh, I reckon Danny Ings will uh, will nick one Danny at the Ings. end. Hmm. 
I'll go for a tentative one-one. Win lose lose win draw to start the season. That sounds sounds villa like to me. Although yeah, yeah. we couldn't buy a draw at times last season, and then at the end of the season we decided that we could draw games again. So I'll go for Crystal Palace one. Aston Villa 1. That does us then for this week's match preview in association with Betmate. Do go and join the league. The instructions should be in the description somewhere on our channel, I would hope. Don't forget to subscribe to the Villa View as well with your post notifications on so you know when our next video is coming out, which will be a post-match point in association with Purity at some point after the Crystal Palace game. So yeah, watch out for that video coming out. Thanks to Omar for joining me. Anyone travelling up to Sellers Park on Saturday, I hope you have an excellent time. And as always, up the villa. Up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.